0: geek Out podcast and la museum is hosting an exhibit of movie and tv cars like the delorean and kit and more we bid farewell to chewbacca
1: peter mayhew
0: and everyone's bitching about sonic the
2: hedgehog seems to have gotten through to the director
3: fuck his eyes and fuck his teeth and fuck his shoes and fuck his hands and fuck his fur and all the spikes fuck fuck fuck, fuck. <laughs> bring your kids
1: oh
0: god i'm so glad i marked this podcast explicit
2: nerdy is the new sexy
0: let's go to be our geek. this geek out the podcast hello everyone it's it's the geek out podcast episode 32 it's may 9th uh, 2019 I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. Not joining us today, but normally to my broadcast left, is DJ Boitano, who runs the amazing It's So Good. It is so good! Mm. It's the Friday Live mixtape, and it's, what is it, 20 minutes uh, every day except for Friday, when it's like 40 minutes? Yeah, that's right. Starting at 5 o'clock. Great mixes of modern rock tunes. It is absolutely my one of my favorite things to listen to. I agree. And, uh, you know, in a day and age when
1: uh, radio becomes increasingly, like, homogenized and the music lists kind of pare down, it is a place where we really get to hear like a good variety of music curated by someone who really knows music. So, if like honestly, if that's the only time you listen to radio specifically for music, make a date with that, because it is my favorite.
2: Nice. I've heard other uh, imitations of it. On
1: <laughs> I'm radio. It's not as good, though. No, they're, no, they're, good. they're, they're barf, sure for sure. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Paul a uh, host of That Afternoon Zone, co-host, uh, along with Jenny West, and um, hey, just want to say thanks so much a bud for including my thoughts last week even though I couldn't be here for the pod. No, that was Um, great. I didn't realize when I was recording it how groggy and hungover (laughs) I was. And, you know, listening back made me realize that it really did bring me down to an art level of boring. (laughs) That's right. Fuck you, Art. Fuck you. didn't think I was gonna hear the nasty things you said. Well, Maybe I'll get a talk this week (laughs) like I don't let you talk. Oh, That was as long as the episode. Fuck you, dude. You're gonna come at me. You best not miss Kid, <laughs> did I say that? Did yes, I you yeah. did. It's <laughs> like wow. listening back. I was like, oh man, I'm so groggy and oh hungover. I gosh. shouldn't have. Oh well, I was kind of all over the map. Oh well, this is making some pretty good points. Art comes on. Oh, that was as long as the episode. Burf, 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 burf. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> I was on a SkyTrain, seething oh. last week, listening to it, being like, oh, I'm gonna get art so good.
0: Oh my God, that was epic and incredible. Mm, Holy smokes. I thought Paul was a little. uh <laughs> you know, at me. Great to have you back, Paul. Yeah, he was
2: looking at me, uh, you know, strange ever since he came back from his great vacation. What, what <laughs> item of clothing
3: be- are you going to buy him now? <laughs>
2: right. no there'll be no more clothing bye uh, I, uh, I don't remember those snide remarks but uh, wow. I may have to go back and listen that okay incredible. but
1: can I say thank you Art for um, calling me uh, Peter Quill which is a good call in the Marvel um, fuck you Brian Whoa. for saying I'm fat Thor <laughs> <laughs> that I, he said it off the hop I'm sure that was the jokey portion of yeah, it yeah right guys. but uh, otherwise I love that whole conversation that was fun to listen to Nice. Good. thank, uh, you, thank yeah. you for calling me Star Lord yeah, I think that's yeah. about right because guess what also yeah you and bud got the joke that i don't actually think i'm tony stark from like my coolness or my snart that was the joke of that i don't have superpowers and the rest of them do and that's a joke joke
0: <laughs> um yeah. That was really fun. I liked giving us all the uh, the MCU identities. But, like, but I so am really
1: the good. Star Lord because I have had sex with the most aliens.
3: I need. To, uh, okay. This is the like second time you've but, said that in this pod. By uh, the way, the joke
0: <laughs> is: if you're a Star Lord, you're
2: also one sandwich away from being fat.
3: Darthor, which
1: is totally fine.
2: Yeah. I also That's need
3: right. to, even though we're not done introductions yet. No, this is hilarious. But I just now that we're on the topic, I need to amend my saying that Brian was um, Cap. Cap. Because I feel like he's more of an Iron Man, now that I've thought about it. Why? Well, because he's still a leader. He's got all those leadership qualities. Um, He's a good guy. He's got a good heart. Loves his family. But also funny and quippy, right? And that's what Cap yeah. doesn't have, is he doesn't really have those funny, quippy moments. And then it works perfectly with Bud saying that uh, he was Jarvis. So basically, he's Iron Man with Jarvis in his head.
0: Hilarious. He's the combo yeah. of both of them. Yeah, yeah. So Doesn't does does that make him vision? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's man. Brian,
3: Brian is all of those things. Yep. Yeah. Okay, we gotta get
0: back on track, so Sorry. I'm gonna do a Paul thing. Nice. Art, intro.
3: <laughs> yes,
2: I'm a reporter for The Q and The Zone. You can also find me on Between the Stammers wherever you found this fine podcast
3: I am Kirsten James I'm on the weekend zone and as a drinking game please drink every time I swear
0: (laughs) well then you'll be on the floor if you started when we did the intro it's a fun game oh my god um I don't even know where to start. Where should we start, guys? There's a whole bunch of stuff on this cue sheet. but... Um, uh, Geek out? Start with the Geeko. Geek oh, oh yeah, right, man. my Geeko. Right, that's where I'm normally starting. Sorry. Uh, this week on Bud's Weekly Geeko, thank you guys for remembering the formatics of the show. Holy smokes. Uh, Hollywood Dream Machines, colon vehicle of science fiction and fantasy. This is a show that is on right now and until March 2020 at the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles, which I had never heard of, but uh, now kind of want to go to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this. It has all of these cool, like 50 super cool uh, movie vehicles from about 40 movies. So two Batmobiles from the 60s era and the, the, the 90s era. Cool. Um, the, the DeLorean, it's got um, vehicles from, it's got the Speeder from Star Wars, uh, Moto Terminators from Terminator Salvation, which not a lot of people watch, but I really like the Moto Terminators myself. Um, the Jurassic Park, the tour vehicle. Uh-huh. It's got the... It's got the Battle Damage Lexus, the blue Lexus from Black Panther. Because um, I was reading the, down the list of movies first, I'm like, Black Panther? What what standout vehicle was in Black Panther? A um, couple from Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. A whole bunch of cool things. And the the DeLorean itself and the Halo, the, the Warthog, sorry, from Halo, the Warthog is sort of an ATV. Those two vehicles can also be explored at the exhibit in mixed reality um, using the Microsoft HoloLens. So I try and keep it, you know, either worldwide, kind of things like apps or movies that we can all experience i try not to hit things that we can't directly experience but this is too cool and you got a year so you could make a trip to la and to go see this if you wanted this is really cool as like a person who enjoys
1: cars um i would love to see this and you know what i love too about it is that often (sighs) these days we're not getting the cool vehicles um, like we used to get. Like, if the most recent one on there is a um, Black Panther, it's just like a Lexus that got smashed up.
0: Right, yeah, no personality, really. No
1: personality. Yeah. Whereas,
0: like, I think before
1: that, maybe the Jurassic Park Jeeps. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really cool. <laughs> um, now we just get, like,. Um, uh, this uh, movie was sponsored by Audi so Tony Stark drives an Audi and that's yeah. all we really get and you know there's a way to do that and make these cars really cool and iconic and have them be you know the like very subtle product placement so for instance the 90s Batmobile you mentioned but like I don't think that Corvette had anything to do with that but that car was clearly built on a, on a Corvette mm, sure. um, yeah. whether it was like just built up from there from like the actual car or just the chassis or whatever and so as a kid as I'm watching the cool ass Batmobile do tr- stunts and shit, and be awesome, um, you know. Then I grow up being like, oh, maybe I'd like a Corvette. <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? And um, so there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. Uh, the Delorean is like, wouldn't we all just love to drive a
0: Delorean if they existed? Doesn't that kind of tip you towards the gull wing door Tesla model? I always love that. I don't think in my life I'd seen gull wings before the the Delorean. Um, for me, it's the it's kit. It's the the night yeah, the night industries two thousand. That'd be the thing that I would be so I would love to sit inside a talking car, <laughs> Mr. Um, Feeney's voice. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Um, yeah, they have uh, the Mach Five from Speed Racer. Uh, oh, Bumblebee. I mean, both his vehicle and his robot form Cool. Is there. Uh, the Chalavette the Chalavette from Death Race two thousand. Uh, the very old school looking uh, sedan the Deckard drove in Blade Runner. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, and uh, whole whole mess of whole mess of things. I put a whole list of the cars on the zone.fm slash geekout, and I notice as I'm reading this list that uh, it's it's kind of gone out of order, but it's it's as as many of the vehicles as I could find. Is oh, and a any, Tron light. Is cycle. there anything
2: cool from uh, the Christopher Nolan Batmans? Because
0: the Tumblr would be
2: the so Bat. Sweet. The Tumblr got the, destroyed. The, the Tumblr oh, yeah. would have.
0: Been, well, yeah, but even if they get destroyed, you can you save those. But the Bat Pod. Yeah, uh, the Bat Pod is in there. The Tumbler
3: and a bunch of those other vehicles are actually at the Warner Brothers Studio. Um, so I wonder if they didn't want to loan them because they're part of the studio tour. You go into this room, and all of the there's that there's like the um, the motorcycle that um, Batgirl rides. Um, like lots of those cool things are are up there.
0: I don't know about the Warner Brothers Museum, but I know that a number of these were loaned out from other museums mm-hmm. no, where they Warner Warner normally stay. Tour. Oh, the tour. Fair yeah. enough. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, great I think to, Paul's
2: right. There hasn't been anything really cool, distinctive in movies of late. Actual. As far as cars go? Yeah, I guess Bumblebee there. Is I
0: guess, yeah. One, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. It's, it's fairly generic. It's not like, the, what was the, um, Die Another Day. So, it's like, it's, it's the Zao's Jaguar XKR, but it's got, like, missiles mounted on it and everything. Like, that's cool. That's, you, put, you put some what work a into that. ridiculous movie.
3: Is there, like, Harry <laughs> yeah. Potter, Ford Angela? Julia, uh, no, I no, no, know. I've seen Potter, that I'm afraid.
1: Cars cool. and buildings and locations as well are, um, they're even cooler, I think, if you see the real one that was in your favorite movie, is like cooler than seeing the actor almost because the actor gets older
0: and is shorter than you think. And doesn't always want to take selfies with you where a building will never say no. <laughs> yeah, and you get the same thrill. Like I remember seeing- Unless uh, it's
3: Kit. Kit might say no. That's true. <laughs>
0: and Mr.
1: Feeney voice. Michael. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing like the New York Public Library when I was in New York City and being like- Oh, my God, Ghostbusters! Would yeah. You be, like, when I, uh, Dan Aykroyd came to town, I had zero interest in meeting him. He just wants to sell me Skull Vodka. But the New York Public Library <laughs> <laughs> did not,
0: and I was so much happier to see it. We had to say goodbye to uh, Peter Mayhew, um, Chewbacca. I, honestly, with all the medical and, like, health problems and leg problems that he's had, like, he had a good life. He lasted quite well. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he passed this past week, and, uh...
3: Oh, that was a I good I think that Chewbacca was a sad sound. noise.
0: Thanks.
3: Mm. Ooh, that was good,
0: too. How did you too? do that? Like, did I just it? rolled my tongue. You're
3: like a ventriloquist. You didn't even move your mouth no. when yeah, you did I, that. My
1: Chewbacca is always with my uh, mouth closed, so I get the better sound.
3: Mm. <laughs> How are you
0: doing the roll? That's fascinating. I think it's my tongue. Okay. Because, yeah, like, I'm rolling. I'm doing, like, the, the, the fake French r tongue rolling yeah. against the roof of my mouth, but I have to do it with my mouth open.
3: Art is so into this. Guys, um, Art, can you please try to do a Chewbacca voice? Nope, i
0: I will spare us all Art's bad. the most deadpan face War. right now.
1: I will spare us all that horror. Uh, my favorite Chewbacca impression is uh, Chewie laughing, which goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he... What a, what a guy, Peter Mayhew. I don't know. Um, I guess you guys didn't talk about this because it just broke after the record, yeah. right? Yeah. But... Uh, I also am in love with the new guy I wish I could remember his name
0: Agreed, he does a yeah, fantastic Nor- job Some
3: Nordica guy, And of yeah. course was
0: trained up by Peter Mayhew He was May. trained and, and they great. did
3: like the Pass the Torch thing Like they yeah. did Half the Last Jedi Or like Peter Mayhew was on set for it um, so I, I do like that they kind of had that pass the torch moment. Yeah. He's not as good as Peter Mayhew, though. Like, Peter Mayhew's, he's got those, like, head tilts and ticks down. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, like, Chewbacca is all in the way you play, like, the head tilts and stuff. Right. And the new dude doesn't have it as right, but it's just it's so interesting that you can look at a character that's like basically a big fuzzball and you can tell like that's not Peter Mayhew in in that suit. Like the way he walks, the way he does his like facial things. it's different. Um
2: you know suatomo. Yeah
1: yeah I was just looking at
2: that. But it's
3: nice that they had that Crossover, like they were able to do that.
1: Well, that guy as well. and I wish I would have known this before I came in here. But he, if you look him up, he was like on a path to do something else. He's incredibly smart. And when they were filming *Force Awakens* and realized Peter Mayhew couldn't like do the standing up Chewbacca stuff, they're like, "We just need a real tall, skinny guy with a beautiful, expressive blue eyes." <laughs> and they found him, and uh, he apparently is just like the nicest
0: as well. I've heard that. He's a yeah. Finnish actor and a former professional basketball ball player. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he first did um, body double body doubling for Peter Mayhew in The Force Awakens, and then uh, later led in The Last Jedi and Solo, and he'll be back for Rise of Skywalker. So, nice to see. Sad uh, sad news about Peter Mayhew, though. Yeah, he'll be missed.
2: Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Let's talk Far From Home. We've got the new Spider-Man trailer mm-hmm. with Peter Holland, or Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. said, so why'd I see Tom Peter Holland Peter, Peter who, Parker, who like intros
0: it the clip saying, Don't watch this if you haven't seen Endgame because huge spoilers. And I'm I'm staring at my phone, I'm like you're a Brit. <laughs> Why do so many Brits do great uh, American accent impressions? And then Kirsten had some really good points. Except
3: for Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, who are the worst American accents ever. Yeah, like fucking Martin Freeman with whatever his CIA character was in the MCU. It was terrible. And Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange voice is terrible. It's
2: just low, low, low. It's That's just, it is. it's
3: just like, yeah, low and like... I'm from New York. <laughs> from well, bruh, bruh, bruh. I don't know. They're both so bad.
1: The thing is that um, anyone who's doing a good American accent is actually just doing a Canadian
0: accent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to, you know.
1: It's but... so the true, though. Like Can- the Canadian accent, aside from, of course, like Newfoundland.
3: Um, <laughs> sorry, geez. Newfoundland. Sorry,
1: but yeah, they have a very distinct, like the East Coast has a pretty, like, uh, it's, I think, they more descended from, yeah, yeah, it's more descended from like wherever in Europe. But Ireland. we have a very neutral <laughs> accent. Like, all of our... Words are pretty, you know, neutrally weighted in the way we say things, and so actors really do like speaking the more Canadian mm-hmm. accent. Yeah. If it if it was an American accent, for most of America, it would be the like what you consider to be the classic Southern like hick accent, or more like a oh jolly
0: golly wally, or like yeah. a Fargo like Boston yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they all have, have their sort of that. stereotypes. But yeah, Martin
3: Freeman's is so bad. I wish I could do an impression of it. Like it's worse. It's worse than Benedict Cumberbatch's. They're just his terrible. Minnesota
2: accent's good though. If you've watched that's But that's good. easier
3: to do. It's easier to do like an accent like Minnesota or yeah. or the South than it is to just do like a standard American or Canadian I would accent. tend
0: to agree because you're, you're kind of, you're doing an impression of someone yeah. else when you're doing an accent. It's like when you yeah. do, sorry. And to do an impression of a fl- like a flat neutral voice I think would be tougher.
3: It's like when people do a British accent and they are there like oh what up governor like they do cockney <laughs> immediately instead yeah. of like regular or they go like all fancy like the queen like would you like to have some tea I don't know what that was but <laughs> really British but like they they'll go that way so there's no middle ground. Anyway, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland has an accent. Yeah, Tom I- Holland's good job. I
2: Are you guys excited for Far From Home. Totally.
0: Ooh, I still am. On.
3: Oh, I yes. have to say something again. Oh. Sorry, no, it's just okay. a correction again to last week, amendment from last week. We kept on calling Far From Home Homecoming. Um, oh, shoot, did so we, we? So we? I didn't So even realize. if you're now listening to this being like, you dummies, yes, we know it's called Far From Home. We know we just, we're dummies. They, we Don't put homecoming in home the word I know, that is very confusing. Anyway. Um, I'm not
2: ready for it, guys. What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I'm still grieving from Endgame. And I'm just not ready to jump back in that universe yet,
1: but I think, and this trailer definitely shows this that's exactly who it's for It's like it's gonna be a huge grieving process like and especially through the eyes of Peter Parker and spider man it's gonna make the most sense. This is the character who almost um number one whose character has always been about overcoming grief, which really like Is really great to the character and you know because the Uncle Ben thing has been done twice before in these movies They've had to do something else and so this makes perfect sense and while still being very true to the character This is like a teenager who's overcoming overwhelming grief And being a superhero and trying to get his homework done and all that so it's so true to the real character the original character Also, he died
0: and then she, magically came back you
1: know so. that's right he was snapped and came back and now he's going to be like all of us that grief that he uh, is going to be emoting is not for uncle ben
0: it's for tony stark who we're all still as you say collectively grieving and here's yes, the thing we, we have just under 2 months to to finish our grieving this I, thing doesn't come out till early july i
2: realize I, that but i just when you build up to a high that is end game and mm. it finishes so spectacularly like it did to jump back in right away is
3: But I think all the characters are still going to, like, so I think Peter Parker is still grieving. I think we're going to see everybody in the movie still, like, coming to terms with what happened. Because it's rumored, like you said, that this movie starts exactly where Endgame ended. So it's not going to be like, oh, it's two months later. We're so happy. Everyone's still going to be dealing with the fallout from the unsnap um, and so maybe it'll help you move on. Maybe it's like a coping thing for you. And I bet totally. a shiny
0: nickel in seven or eight weeks. When this comes out, you will be champing at the bit to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Of course we will. you will. We'll, have, we'll be done with Game of Thrones. But I already,
2: I already had a problem with Tony Stark being so involved in the uh, Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man. Really? And tell and me why? Because I loved that. And I know people like that. I just Peter Parker is a genius in his own right. That's true. He doesn't need someone else making his suit. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to look up to Tony Stark as this billionaire genius. Maybe
0: in this particular iteration, Tony Stark serves as Peter's inspiration.
2: And that was my biggest problem with Spider-Man Homecoming. It was, why is this... You know, Peter Parker having to have a suit, an Iron Man suit. Why is Spider Man Iron Man?
0: Mm. And
3: And they did say that, like, in this new trailer, too. They're like, oh, what are you, the new Iron Man? And I thought of you, Art, because I I thought of you in your complainy ways about how everyone's comparing him to Iron Man. But I think the reason they've made this is because at the end of the day, Peter Parker is in high school and he doesn't have the money to make that technology. Right. And, like, and if we're going to put him in the MCU where he's going into fucking space, he can't be going in, like, nylon leotards that he put over his face and some socks.
0: To support what you're saying, it seemed, it would seem that you know, from the trailer anyway. We don't we don't really know anything. The trailers are huge misdirect always. He only has that suit from you know for a very small portion. Then we see the fabric suit and then we see the, the that black uh, stealth suit. You know, so I think he's still going to be working on it. Unfortunately, the other part of that, unfortunately, maybe for you I still think it's cool, is we do have that clip of where he's working on the something holographic on his arm when he mentions that you know we need another Iron Man. So, yeah, it may be going back and that that direction.
2: Just, I don't know. It's like, just going to be another Spider-Man movie dominated by Tony Stark.
0: <laughs> Even yeah. though he's gone.
2: Even though he's gone.
1: Spoilers. Uh. You know, it's an interesting um, point. I, I don't disagree. I like when uh, Spider-Man is like a hero for his own ingenuity. I think actually... Um, the uh, Russo brothers are on record as saying that, like, they there's a clip in uh, Civil War when they introduce Spider-Man in like his bedroom, right, in Peter Parker, and they make special mention. Tony is like, "I'm impressed with your webbing, right, That's and the right. tactile mm-hmm. strength and all that." That's a very specific line to um, indicate that, like, this Spider-Man kid, like, is really smart and has done a lot on his own. So yes, he's out there in his pajamas, and it's Tony who makes him the cool suit. I don't know. I think it. it, it I. I totally hear you saying like that. Have Tony, like, it a shadow over him in the Stark thing, and the Iron Man thing. But remember, that's the universe we're in. That it all yeah. started from Iron Man. Um, it's the best looking Spider Man suit of mm-hmm. any, you know, theatrical Spider Man suit. Debates well, there. It, yeah.
2: I kind of like the Spider Man, uh, the old Spider Man. Uh, Sam Raimi. Yeah, same Ra- Sam Raimi's.
1: I think. Yeah, this one looks better. It's brighter. It's like more. I don't know. It's, it's, to me, it, it is more Spider Man. If that makes sense. I, I am interested in the,
2: the villain, Mysterio, if he's the
3: if villain he's the or villain. not. Because I, in this trailer, I was like, oh, he's not the villain. Well, oh. and there was an
0: article earlier, which again, could be Marvel misinformation that said, you know, Mysterio and Spider-Man are on the same side in in Far From Home, and I just, I I can't Believe that I no. I don't take that. Can't believe that as did, far as I could throw that. Fact. Did
3: Brian tell you guys any of his theories? I well, want
0: no. Tell this for the pod because yeah, I, I think this is brilliant.
1: All I've got is Brian's voice in my head right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, so
3: this is Brian's theory trademark. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> what he thinks is going to happen is, like we said, this takes place right after the snap or the unsnap. And Brian said a couple weeks ago that the fallout of the snap. It was five years for those people that weren't snapped. So maybe a lot of those people that were in relationships, married, they've moved on, they've remarried. Maybe some people have committed suicide because they were so depressed in those five years. So his theory is—is is Aunt May still hot? Is what Aunt May still hot? <laughs> yes. Did she get snatched? No. Must have. no uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know actually
2: if she, she looks did or not. Same She's in the uh, spoiler uh, alert funeral. Tony <laughs> Stark's funeral. She looked.
3: So, so what Brian, anyways, Brian's theory sorry, is sorry. that he thinks <laughs> that uh, Mysterio um, is was snapped. He's not from an alternative universe. He's not from the, the multiverse.
0: We should bird's eye this in that in the in the trailer, the new trailer, um, uh, Quentin Beck, uh, who is uh, Mysterio, Mysterio, is introduced by Nick Fury as being from Earth. Earth, but not our dimension. And it goes into a whole thing about Earth 888 and, and Earth 616 and, and uh, the whole Marvel multiverse thing that is that is done. So in the trailer, we're led to believe that he is from uh, because of the snap that ripped open holes in our, our multiverses, that he is from another version of us. Keep going.
3: Yeah. So uh, Mysterio has um, what he, he has come back, he's unsnapped, and his wife or his girlfriend or whatever was not snapped and she's moved on and she's with somebody else. So really, Mysterio is is doing because his whole character in the comic books is that he can make um, like things appear and he he's a master of manipulation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he's making these monsters, these elementals appear to fight them. To, so he looks like the hero, right? So because he's trying to win back his girl. Jeez. So he really is the bad guy because he's making these elemental elementals show up, but really he's trying to win back the girl.
1: Which I, speaks I, to I, sorry, uh, he's, it speaks to what Brian also has said about Mysterio is that that's also his thing is that he. He's Tries to make make himself look like mm-hmm. the hero, but he's always just tricking everyone, and he's legitimately a bad
2: guy. I mm-hmm. go on. He's
0: called Mysterio.
2: Yeah, sorry about that. And I I, I kind of like that idea because we can't take another. I can't take another end of the world story. And that's
1: what Homecoming did so well, right? It was just like all Spider-Man is stopping is a, a guy a hot plane hijacking. That's the big exciting thing. Yeah,
0: you mentioned that before, and that makes a really good point. Is because yeah, we do have these freaking world building, world ending threats. And then yeah, I guess guy trying to, trying to stop guy on a plane or Yeah, but there's a lot a of explaining
2: to do with Ned and his other you know, his other classmates who appear to have all been snapped because mm-hmm. they're all the same age. Right. Right. Yeah. So.
3: The other thing that Brian, I think it was Brian or somebody said about like Nick Fury and the reason why he's just like, okay, this guy is from another dimension, another universe, um, is because they were snapped. So five years later, they're just dropped back in.
0: He's lost five years of intelligence.
3: Yeah. So he doesn't know. So he's just taking this guy at his word. Like, okay, we were snapped. We came back. Yeah. It totally makes sense that this guy's from a multiverse. We should mm. totally trust him. Whereas Nick Fury, would probably be more cautious uh, if he hadn't have been snapped away.
2: Big shout-out to a uh, longtime listener, Johnny, who actually <laughs> sent us an email last week. Anyway, he loaned me a comic book, <laughs> and Mysterio was in it and played oh, yeah. a big part of it. So, yeah, Mysterio is... Uh, he yeah, he's master of deception so mm-hmm. uh that I'm I'm interested for that character and I Jake Gyllenhaal is obviously a great actor so I'm excited for that
1: part of it. I'm a big Gyllenhaal hussy.
0: You know Jill Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is a great actor. I don't he just seems kind of not edgy enough for this role but or like I don't know like rough enough he doesn't seem mean enough huh. for this role but, but then again what, that's, maybe that's the illusion with Brian's
3: right? theory though, that he's guy. not mean enough yeah. is because he's really all doing it out of like love or to win somebody back and he doesn't realize how insane it is that's fair. to be summoning these elementals to <laughs> show it's your incredible. love for somebody I don't know I'm curious I, like and I
1: know that like everyone's got a huge nerd boner about them just even saying universe 616 because mm. that is such a big whoop de doo in the yeah. comics about that's the prime timeline or whatever the multiverse Uh, multiverses in the comics to me are a (laughs) bit of a struggle because what it really is is like oh no I ran out of ideas for my original characters oh but what if they had a shark fin on their back I know a different universe has a shark fin spider-man so you just do that and it's like you can be as creative as you want forever because it's like nothing matters anymore because no continuity no story has ever had any weight you can just do whatever the the fuck you want so that's what like I struggle with with those multiverse stories and so I know some people are like oh this is so great this opens up so much possibilities like <laughs> no what I like about these movies is that they follow a coherent storyline and a thread throughout them and they're easy to follow and I don't have to get confused which is who is from which universe now there's and no so, consequence
0: when you open up a multiverse exactly thank you I am about 50% your level of heart of fart hack um <laughs> with with multiverses as you are with time travel right. uh, I get time travel as long as it's done logically, it still kind of bakes my noodle a little bit, but multiverses I think to me are a li- just they are a little bit too far, just a step too far
1: Into the Spider-Verse worked for me because that was the entire point, it was like we want to get multiple Spider-Mans going, yeah, right, and we can't just be brave and make a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie, so we need Peter Parker to be in it as well the blah 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 and all that and unfortunately, you know, one of the good byproducts of a multiverse story was Miles Morales. Um, so I guess you got to do that to get him in there and get it working. So I don't know. Is, is this is this our way to get Miles Morales into this universe? Or are we going to see more Spider-Mans? In the comics, this uh, 818 or whatever it is, area code, <laughs> multiverse, is uh, the home of Spider-UK, who is a British version of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, that is I wonder so if he funny. talks Captain
3: like
1: Britain. this,
2: Governor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like- there could be a lot of things that happen in this far from home because they have, they have to set up the next phase of Marvel movies here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this is the
3: end of phase three.: Yeah, that's the, yeah, you're right.:
0: So And usually that can get a little messy, so
3: like if I was See. a
0: superhero. I would not name myself, if I was a spider-based superhero, I would not name myself Spider-Can because of my geographic location. Ah. I just don't, I just don't, I don't understand that at all. Okay? That makes no sense to me.
3: Spider-Man UK. Is that what
0: he was called? Spider-UK. Oh, Like Spider-Dash, because everything in Marvel has a dash. Spider-Dash UK. That was his name. Why would you do that? And Captain America should just be called Captain Man just because he grew up in America. (laughs) So, Lord and Miller have inked a, a mega deal with Sony TV and will be developing a Spider Man universe series, um, which I, you know, I, we have no idea what that could be like. But because Lord and Miller, I'm excited. I mean, it'll Those take guys forever. Are amazing, right? But yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, they're sort of a do no wrong combo right now. So, yeah, so we have some idea of the multiverse, and we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'm going to put in a clip in the show notes. Uh, the trailer is second. First is this extended clip of uh, of Peter Parker meeting Quentin Beck uh, slash Mysterio, and the whole multiverse thing is explained a little bit better there. But, eh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. We'll see if it's even real. I love this theory that it's totally not real, and he's just, he's just pulled the wool over uh, Nick Fury's eyes. Yeah. So... For all of us who were waiting for the Avatar sequel, there we go. I gotta yeah. tell you, A, I did not know that more sequels were being made. B, I did not care if more sequels were being made. Apparently, there are four?
2: This is the irony to James Cameron's comments a few months ago, <sighs> saying that he was hoping for Avengers fatigue. Because he's like, we can't be telling the same
0: type of stories all over. All.
2: Says the guy like, who has four this guy's movies got scheduled? got four movies about
0: Avatar. If you care, Avatar 2 will now be out on December 17th, 2021. And then... Mark your calendars for the next sequels <laughs> in 2023, 2025, and 2027. And
3: what Disney's doing here, though, is they're piggybacking with the uh, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. Right. So they're they've split it up. So we're going to have an Avatar Star Wars, Avatar Star Wars, Avatar because they're That's both right. Disney properties the and they don't want to compete.
0: Ryan Johnson, uh, Star Wars films 2022, uh-huh.
3: 2024, and 2026. Is
1: I, that confirmed? That's going to be yep. it's his trilogy. Yep. I don't care. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They were
3: like, yeah, they were like, you don't care enough that we feel. Like you need your own fucking trilogy because you <laughs> oh, fucked this wow. one up so Whoa. much. I know it kind of
1: blows my mind Whoa. twice.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: Like, sure. I like it was a uh, fucking last Jedi. Um like <laughs> <laughs> that movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, Great no. Um Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. D- just He just fucked up that story. He fucked up that story because it was n- not the story he wanted to tell, and it was the I don't care, and the, <laughs> the directing, everything like that was fine, and I, I liked the stories he was trying to tell, but he fucking ham hocked them into this movie where they didn't fit, and he just did away with everything. So yes, give him his own trilogy. I'm sure I'll enjoy it if it's something that he is writing from the beginning. I this this is is like how fair We point. just went
2: from Avatar to Sorry, no, we can go like back that. to well, Avatar. Sure.
0: Honestly, okay, I don't know. Is there anything to talk about with Avatar, though, really? <laughs> well, I you do. Really-
2: I wanna have a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you sure. like the first avatar.
1: Let me just respond <laughs> personally. I if Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is full of like smart um decisions in mm-hmm. the way that like uh he handled the twists in that movie. Then I'll be stoked for them. If they're full of a bunch of cartoon rabbit horse, t- Casino Planet bullshit and
0: kids holding Fucking,
3: up, oh fuck that broom, fuck, fuck oh. Kent O'Brien, oh. oh, 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 oh. yeah, then I will
0: hate them worse than yeah. the prequels. So. All of our listeners are drunk right now. If they've been following along <laughs> with the drink when Kirsten, I was, gonna, was and
3: either you. that I wasn't going to swear at all or I was going to swear a lot yeah, today. So
0: apparently. yeah, I think that
1: the new this that new trilogy will. Maybe that will uh, solidify my thoughts on what the last. I like. I like Ryan Johnson.
3: I like Looper. I like his stuff, but it just his. It did not fit in. I don't like it. Um, I I like let JJ do his thing. Right. Um, Yeah. We'll see.
1: It's interesting. If they're, like, they're going to hand out trilogies at a time, maybe they should have started with the sequel trilogy.
3: Right? I don't know what yeah. they did. Or Should have like,
2: given it to the
1: Russo brothers. <laughs>
2: <say> that, right? <laughs> were so were busy.
3: Or Joss Whedon. Um, yes. I don't understand why they didn't have like a story that they were going to tell. Like, here you, three directors, yeah. whatever, take these movies. Here's the story we're going to tell. Here's some of the beats we want. Mm-hmm. Get get there however you see fit. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they did, but I, I don't think that they did. They, they were just like, there's one movie. Okay, Ryan, your turn now. Yeah. I think it was just silly. So, yeah, I'm happy for him to have his own trilogy. We'll see.
1: All right, let's fight about Avatar. Avatar Number yeah. one, okay. Thank you, Kirsten, for the link. I ordered the Avatar blue <laughs> flashlight. Oh my god! You Would
0: we not goes. talk about this? We need. Did, did
3: you read the reviews though? <laughs> no. Some of them were great. What was it? Like a um, a pleasure that is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were great. I like them. Is it
1: a different looking vagina than a human vagina, Guys, yeah.
3: Well, the I inside did, of it. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never, but it's like all like pearled differently and stuff like that. Oh. It's got different textures. Okay, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, and the that lip was fun. different. Does I anyone here
1: ever use a flashlight? What? Have you ever have you ordered one? No. Come to your house in no, a nondescript no, brown no. package? Have you ever? Did you know they no. dishwasher? dishwashers? Can we safe? not
0: talk about this? You take the, them oh the dishwasher. Avatar, the movie. Talk Art, about
1: the movie Avatar. what? are quiet. Art, you ever use a flashlight? Would you? No. All right. I you're would, all, all dudes. I'm ordering a human one and an Avatar okay, one. I'm going to fucking talk about the movie. <laughs> okay, so the movie sucks. <laughs> I am so, like, anti-Avatar now at this point. And I can't believe that it's the number one movie of all time. That is making me so mad, okay? What is good about that movie? Nothing. It's taking a very basic bitch story about, like, colonialism and, like, indigenous populations. Okay, been done already. Tell it about Earth where it's been done to actual horrible detriment, okay? You just CGI everything. The whole thing is CGI. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the main character's name is. He doesn't do anything memorable except for have braid sex in the woods. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, it's just borrowed ideas. Oh, the bad guy is like a (laughs) cigar-chomping army type. Oh, the other bad guy is like a corporate shill. Unobtainium. Did we spend two (laughs) minutes thinking that up? Did it go to a second draft, or we just say the first thing? It was like, we're not going to really call it this. Obviously, we got to think of a better name, but that's essentially what it is. And then it was like, nope, just use that. We don't feel like spending two more brain cells to think up another name for this shit that we need. Okay? Mm. A bad corporation and a bad army man <laughs> in an exoskeleton fight indigenous populations and under giant blue kitties, and they ride a dragon. <laughs> hacky! <laughs> it's all so hacky, and we all bought in because, ooh, it's the biggest 3D thing we've ever seen. <laughs> Better go, or else we're not going to have anything to talk about at work. <laughs> and the 3D per ticket prices is so much more, and that's why it's been number one. What a shit movie! And now we got to see five more of these things? I'm not seeing them, and I can't wait for Endgame to take the number one spot. Mm Because Avatar didn't fucking earn that. Endgame did with 22 other movies and a coherent story and original ideas that they took from comics. Okay? Fuck Avatar. Art, you like it for some reason? I liked it. Yeah. (laughs) I
2: I saw it when it first came out. I was one of those shills that went to the theater and stood in line and waited for that... 3D experience, mm-hmm. the Pocahontas in whatever they call it, space. Uh, what's Pocahontas in space? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the old school colonialism story. I, uh, I, I did. Sam Worthington I thought was fantastic in the movie. Uh, do I do I remember a lot about the movie? No. Do I feel like we need three more of them? No. Four more? Four more? Yeah. No. One of them's going
1: to be underwater, though, Art.
2: (laughs) But this is James Cameron we're talking about. This guy tells great stories. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he has the two top biggest films of all time.
3: Nope. Not anymore. He, Titanic was sunk today. That's right. My end game.
2: Yeah. By, by the way, very disingenuous comments. From you think so? James, oh yeah. I thought that I it was. Agree. I thought I it was
3: friendly. I shared it on uh, our Facebook. If you go to the Geek Out Podcast Facebook, you can see what James Cameron said. You think it was disingenuous? Yeah. Because of
2: his comments months ago about yeah. how much he hated. Uh, the MCU rise. Well, he's
3: not going to be happy in a couple of weeks when it takes down Avatar. Do you know what? There's um, some behind the
1: scenes footage from The Phantom Menace when it was being filmed. Okay, at that time, I think Titanic was still in the theaters, mm-hmm. and there's this footage, and I don't even George Lucas even knew that he was being filmed, but he's like complaining. It might even be to Steven Spielberg or uh, maybe it's Rick Berman or one of his other producers, and he's going, he's all pissed. And he's being a whiny baby that <laughs> this new Star Wars is not going to be Titanic. And so I don't know too, too much about James Cameron, but I have a feeling that it's George Lucas and James Cameron and Spielberg, Spielberg probably, and they have built themselves up in their own brain as being the most important cultural dicks of all time, <laughs> right, to have... Um, yeah I agree with you fucked their vision into our c- culture and consciousness and to have that number one spot and it's so important for them to have the number one spot and that's why it's like does James Cameron really care about telling good stories or does he care about making big tentpole spectacle flicks that are just gonna get talked about and then we're all gonna go and see and, that why, and that's why they're gonna be number one I'll, I'll, does he care about awards and titles and rankings
3: I'll say this for James Cameron like first of all he's like a huge philanthropist um, like he does give a lot of his money to the environment. He's a vegan.
1: Well, now like, I feel like a dick. All of thanks, that
3: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but... He is but, Canadian. Too. And he's Canadian, uh, but apparently he's also incredibly hard to work with. And I forget who said it. I think it was... Um, Sigourney Weaver mm. said that James Cameron, and he's like one of those people that he's just like a, f- a f- he's a genius, and it makes him really difficult to work with because not only can he direct and do the lighting and do the whatever, um, he could do it all, and so like he gets his fingers in like every department, like there's this really, yeah, and there's yeah. this like really famous thing from when uh, he was filming Avatar that if anybody's cell phone went off like during production or doing sh- during shooting and it uh, and he could hear it, he would make them take it out. He had a fucking nail. Gun, and he would nail gun the people's cell phone to a wall. You have got above to be exit. kidding me. So he's a little bit of a crazy genius, but wow. also a philanthropist that gets back to the environment. <laughs> and also the only person that has done a, a solo mission to the bottom of the sea, the Marianas Trench, which is nuts. Mm. But okay. Avatar. I, I do have to say this for Avatar that, and w- while we're talking about George Lucas is that after Titanic, James Cameron wanted to make Avatar. This is this huge thing. Um, I love that it's an original story, and we can call it Space Pocahontas, we can call it whatever, but I like that still in 2009, we had an original story where all this other shit is remakes or whatever, or based on comics, it was his attempt at an original thing, which I fucking love. I'll give you that. Um, And he, he was supposed to do it after Titanic back in 1999, he was supposed to be making this. And he looked at the technology, and he was like, this is shit. I'm not doing this. He did what George Lucas fucking couldn't. George Lucas made those goddamn prequels that do not stand up because the technology is shit. James Cameron went to make Avatar and was like, nope it's not there i'm not ready to make this movie and so when he finally started making it in in 2007 like he was working with weta in new zealand and industrial light and magic so him and george lucas are buddies right. but they probably have like a pissing contest yeah who yeah. has the best movie uh, and then he was he worked on like the mo capture like all of the technology that came out of avatar has really given back to the film industry.
0: But he's long been at the forefront of that. If you look at The Abyss, which was sort of the prequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day, all of that kind of that silver CGI stuff, he was right at the front of that.
3: Speaking of The Abyss, I know it's not um, Orson Scott Card, who did not write The Abyss, but um, he talked about working on The Abyss with James Cameron and how much he fucking hated James Cameron. He would never work with him again because he was such a terrible person. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- this the 3D movies, like, you gotta remember, like, everything now comes out in 3D. Right? Everything. Yeah. And, and, like, you have a great point, Paul, that I never thought about, that Avatar is at the top because 3D ticket prices were higher. I didn't even think of that.
1: And it only came out in 3D, right?
3: Yeah, and... Uh, oh,
1: my God, did it? Interesting.
0: Yeah.
3: But that was, like, that was I remember when it came out, and, and now we're just so used to it 10 years later, but when it came out, we were like, 3D? Like, fuck 3D? That's like that gimmick from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody goes and sees 3D movies anymore. That shit.
0: There never was a man like the man who wasn't there. This like was a 3D the, movie the, the, from the, the 70s with know, the red the, and blue. The red and blue. Yeah, they call it <laughs> an anaglyphic uh, 3D.
3: And so this was like a new form of 3D, and now it's just it's standard. All movies we see this in now. So it did a lot technology wise and i love that it was an original story um that they tried to tell i don't know i don't think we need four more movies though no like what the fuck are they gonna do
1: well i I can i'll yeah those are all really really good points kirsten and um but, th- that but none of that none of that adds up to it should be the number one movie of all time. No, and it uh, shouldn't have had that title totally for ten right. years. You know,
3: it's got to be the ticket sales. I I don't I don't know why it is the number one film of all time. Like I understand why Titanic is so high up there, right. um, but like it just seems weird to me that so many people went and saw Avatar. Yeah, like this science fiction movie, like not, not, like science fiction fantasy.
0: So for me, it was hype. Uh, the hype was strictly the reason that I went. I saw it in the theaters, and I was, I was rather impressed with the naturalness of the, of the 3D. I'm the oldest yeah. of all of us, so I have seen a number of these anaglyphic you know, red-blue 3Ds. And it was a lot of this, <laughs> right in your face kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, just super over the top, trying to get a reaction out of you. That old thing of the, of the people in the, in the theater when the train comes towards the camera and everybody <laughs> leans back. Whoa, the train's going to get me! Um, <laughs> this was a very natural and normal uh, looking 3D, which was a uh, um, a highlight, um, uh, like a, a a point, a positive point for me, which I got over in about 30 seconds and then was sitting in the rest of the movie for two and a half hours mm-hmm. thinking, what is this? Like, mm. I was just, I was just unimpressed. It, looked,
3: it was just, it was, Egh. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it looked beautiful, Yeah, too. I thought it like, looked fine, you know? Like, all the set design and the character design and the set pieces?
0: <laughs> but, sure, yeah. Am I using that
3: right? I don't know. To
0: me, the whole thing, I just didn't, I just didn't really get it. Like, I just wasn't really overwhelmed by any of it and I've only seen it the once in the theaters and it's just not a thing for me I'm it doesn't feel non-flushed. like it's like
3: a big cultural thing for them to no. be making these for. like when I heard that there was like a Pandora at Disney World I was like what why, why? is Avatar <laughs> still a big thing like, it doesn't feel like it's that huge cultural thing. I don't know. I
1: remember hearing at the time even there was like a subsect of cult fans who did want to fuck the kitties and, you know, who were in love with Pandora as a mm-hmm. place to, that they wanted to go to, right, and escape their own terrible lives. There was a little bit of that cultishness, but like I don't mm-hmm. think that's still going. Like any Comic-Con is anyone ever dressed up as a blue kitty? I, I think or I saw
3: one once. Maybe That oh, was pretty good.
1: Once in a while, like so, I don't doubt that it has its like hardcore diehard fans. But again, so you know what should get five sequels is uh, movies with uh, characters that you love and a story that you can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. And uh, Avatar has neither of those things. No. So as like a technical achievement, great. Mm-hmm. It should not be the number one movie, and it should uh, not get five sequels. <laughs>
2: another week another Game of Thrones episode
0: yeah we gotta get into this yeah guys. we definitely do yeah last week
3: we talked like an hour before we got into Game of Thrones
0: I, I, I don't I don't know how much time I want to spend on this because I like the general positivity of this of this podcast and, and, and our discussions on it and I just I, I don't feel there's going to be a lot of positivity talking Fuck about it this episode okay, okay so there we go two thirds the way through the final season of Game of Thrones talking about episode four last of the Starks go just go.
3: We could, we could I mean we could just like we can really quickly talk about why we don't like it. Does anyone did anyone like? I'm um, okay, I really
1: ugh, <laughs> really want these last two episodes to completely redeem the last two seasons. They have really. to. What else could they do? I it's No, or cuz if not, this show is going to go down as one of the like, you know, prime most prime examples mm-hmm. of a show Faltering in its last episodes. Like, that is such a thing that happens, right? Like, even people want to talk about The Sopranos if they didn't like that last um, shot in that last episode. Mm -hmm. You can talk about how it was great all the way up until the end. I would disagree with that, but people say that and that there's there's other examples of shows that just fucked up the ending which yeah. is so important it is
3: hard to stick an ending of of, a, of a show like it, it it's very difficult and the thing that i'm finding with this i'm not one of those people that is hating everything that's going on and i'm just like shit this episode this season whatever what i don't like about it, it's not necessarily the story but it's how rushed it is i feel like this could have been a whole other season. Totally. I don't know why they split season seven and season eight because you know they they spend the first three or four seasons talking about how far like Winterfell is from King's Landing, and then here we have like oh our, our our armies are tired. We should we should wait, and then it's like no, and now we're in King's Landing, and we didn't travel. We didn't have that four or five weeks of travel, and I know that's not like sustainable, but it, it, everything's happening. But it's so realistic. Fast. Everything is happening. Well, do you so want fast.
0: episodes of? Showing them walking from. No. I want it. I want it to have been planned better, so yeah. it's not yeah. like that fast travel thing.
3: Everything is just happening so so fast. And um, my specific complaints with this episode are once again like, who the fuck is the commander of any of this? Yep. Like their their military strategy is so bad like you got a fucking drag well let's just fly the dragons to king's landing because that totally makes sense because we didn't already see the giant like dragon taking down spear yeah. like when we went to take high garden they had that spear there yeah. they know they have these fucking spears and then they're just like oh, okay and now rhaegar's regal is dead in the in the sea yeah like what the like <laughs> That's and and then why did she just go around the boats? Yes, that was the first go thing that yelled on my TV. I is like. go
0: around. Okay, well then, fly higher. She'll go around the back. Boats can't turn around that quick and just burn them up.
3: And then, and then she just flew right into them. Yeah. But then, like, fucking uh, Dro- Drogon was like, yeah, cool. Like, I can pivot around all the... He did what fucking Rick and Stark couldn't do. And just- <laughs> <laughs>
1: fly serpentine? <laughs> yeah. And
3: like, and it, I just, like, it's... Anyway, it's so many complaints about the military strategy yeah. that, I mean, I could go on fucking forever about um i sent <laughs> art a bunch of um all caps messages <laughs> that's good
0: really good <laughs> just
3: that said what did they say Art?
2: no 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 <laughs> yeah. no fuck this episode it,
3: um,
0: it's about uh nine nine thirty or something like that and we have a we have a, a geek out uh chat and the only message that we heard that night was from from kirsten it just said I hate everything. (laughs) That was it. I was just like, oh, Game of Thrones is over. Okay.
2: So I watched that Game of Thrones episode once I was pretty cut, so I needed to go back and watch it again. (laughs) And I didn't like some of the things like Kirsten that happened. I went back and watched it again, and I'll say this. I enjoyed that last episode. I don't like some of the, like... Yeah, but some you also th- liked Avatar, so no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, I, and I agree with Kirsten about some of the military, I also agree with you about how it feels a little rushed with the travel and stuff like that, but I like a lot of the things that they're setting up. Like, I love the Tyrion Varys, I love that... The
1: political intrigue yeah, is... it's there. That it's, feels like classic Thrones. Exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah, and I enjoy, like, Arya and the Hound about to fuck shit up love it right great so there are a lot of really good things that are going on but yes it is a little rushed but here we are wrapping up a huge show in in two more episodes yeah we see this in every series in every series really even Breaking Bad may be a little bit rushed. Mm. Like it's, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, Breaking Bad had a good Breaking ending. Breaking Bad stuck that <laughs> landing. Yeah, no, yeah. I love the end of Breaking Bad, but I think every single show has this problem, the way they stick the ending. Uh,
3: it could have been longer. I just feel yeah. like they could have spent a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, Can I talk about two of the specific things about this episode sure. that I didn't like? Please what the fuck oh. Jon Snow you didn't even give Ghost a pat on the head oh. you didn't even like scraggle yeah. his little ear and say good boy or, did like, you
2: see the, the reason fuck? for that did you hear the screenwriters reason for that is it what? because of CGI, CGI money yeah, yeah CGI thing yeah
3: shut oh, up that,
2: that is is that why we have a star cup Starbucks cup in there too they yeah. couldn't <laughs> CGI that yeah. out they didn't yeah, have, they have enough CGI'd money they
3: cgi that out like nothing like the next day it was gone if you go back and watch it on Crave they've already digitally Edited it out. But, like, uh, come on. Like, what the fuck do we have these goddamn direwolves for? Know. And they send Ghost out with Jorah Mormont, of all people. Well, fucking Jon Snow just stands up there like he doesn't even care. He comes back, we're like, yeah, he's alive. And then he's just like, yeah, you can fucking take my dog. Who is Jon Snow one of these fucking people that, like, moves and is like, well, I can't take my dog with me. It's too hot down there. There's no groomers in fucking King's Landing. As
1: much as I agree that he should have told him he was a good boy and, like, said a nice goodbye to him, um, because especially even from reading the books, too, like, they they totally glossed over it, and I get it was for CGI reasons, but, like, there's a nice, like, relationship there between John and Ghost, which yes. is, like, more important, and, <sighs> you know, it's like the sigil of the house and everything, and, oh, my God, yeah, it's awful, but it does make more sense that he goes north and lives with Tormund. What? It should have just been more of a heart-wrenching goodbye, okay? Yeah.
3: Your childhood pets, Like, he didn't even, like, Ghost wasn't even, like, a... Mm. Or, like, a head tilt in there. And like, anyway, I just, I'm so mad. I hate Jon Snow now. He can fucking die in Dragonfire if he's. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. That's it. Like, I'm fuck you, Jon Snow. Leave your dog in Winterfell. With Tormund Giants Bane, who just told you a fucking story about d- fucking drinking Giants milk. Like, that guy's the guy that's gonna take care of your dog.
2: They've successfully made us upset with the two main characters of this story. That's what they've successfully done. I know. Is I that think. supposed to be
1: the twist at the end of this show? Is that you build us up for eight seasons
3: just for us to hate the two people we were loved the whole time? And I, I, so reading the books, I said to Johnny like maybe f- five years ago when the last book came out, and I said, you know what I think is going to happen at the end? I think we've been building up these two characters, these two protagonists, and they're they're going to end up going head to head at the end. Because I'm, you know what mm-hmm. though, I don't know a story that's done that, that's built up two characters that you love that are the good guys. Yeah. And at the end, they are battling, and then what side are you on? Whose See, and side if this was on? the intent,
1: brilliant. Yeah. But there's I, no way in the next two episodes that's what's going to happen. Like, all they've got left to do is to defeat Cersei and then what? Like, set up about what's going to happen after that, right? Like, that's all we've got time for left.
3: Yeah. There's, no. there's not enough time, for sure. There's not enough time. I don't know what they're going to do. And what is there? The 80 minute episodes?
2: They got to do something for Daenerys because right now she's acting crazy as fuck, and maybe that's that's obviously by design—the Mad Queen. Yeah, that's and which I actually kind of find intriguing, but mm. it's also sad in a way, right? Because she's this badass queen but again, that you've always cheered for.
0: Even this feels rushed, and I would have liked to have seen more signs in the previous season or the previous season. They've had eight years to telegraph this, and for it to just show up four episodes to the end, Mm -hmm. just like...
3: And just killing the dragons? Like, oh, and there's another dragon, another one, bye.
0: I didn't disagree with that, because that could very well be how it would happen in in a quote-unquote real-life scenario, Mm -hmm, is this just happens. Honestly, Drogon should have gotten a harpoon or two. I don't know why they were focused so much on Rhaegar. Um but that's that's how quickly that loss can happen, and yeah. you have to deal with the aftermath of it, but you're right in the in the environment of everything else being so rushed in these last episodes, it did feel like, oh, that's just one more thing dragon.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. like, fucking Jon Snow was like, oh, I'm going to give away my dog. And then they're like, oh, why don't you fly the dragon? And then he's like, oh, the dragon's hurt. He doesn't want to have me. And then, like, they're flying the dragon into battle, yeah. but he couldn't have little fucking Jon Snow on it. Stupid. Yeah,
1: There's a lot of um, things we can, like, probably nitpick yes? about Sorry. this episode. No, for sure. And, like, like I don't really care for the way that they did the Brienne and Jamie that thing. That is what
3: I was texting Art about in my all caps. No, 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 no. That yeah. was more uncomfortable for me From to then to the finish. Aria one.
1: Like, them having sex was bad and yeah. then him being like, gotta go, babe, and like, her crying. Yeah. Like, I gotta ramble and getting on his motorcycle and right. driving off. Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> off. That was awful. It was awful. Um, I just, I'm very concerned. I, I want to believe that they know what they're doing and they will finish it in a satisfying way we've stuck with them and really like this is about George R.R. Martin shifting his focus from telling this story as a series of well-written long complicated complex books to you know popular TV and popular punching each other and battling <laughs> and spectacle television. And I wish kind of, at this point, that we lived in a world where we didn't know about Game of Thrones at this point. Where, for the last bunch of years, George R. Martin was fucking focusing up and finishing the books. Yes. And then, right as the last book was like heading to publishing, or do, heading do, to... Do, do, do. Yes, for the first time when, ever. that's when, for the yes. first time ever, that's when the TV show starts, because... Look it, um, D.B. Weiss and Dan Benioff, or whatever their names are, did a phenomenal job of adapting the books in those first few seasons. Mm-hmm. It's, t- yeah, like you say, Art, it takes a month to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. But guess what the fuck? A guy who's writing the books knowing that, George R. R. Martin, who cares about that, things and important things of consequence happen along the road when it takes a month to get there. Okay, when you get these two guys who are like, let's make the coolest shit we can have smash into each other on TV, um, helm the last two seasons, even though they've got an outline from that good author, yeah. they are not doing it justice, yeah. they're not doing that, and it's like, it's the most important part, it's the ending. And I'm, so I'm, I wish that we didn't even see this TV show until it was just about done, and they had books to adapt all the way through.
3: And I'm excited to read George Arthur Ard- Martin's books Same. of these, because I feel like like that Battle of Winterfell is going to be so mm, good, yes. and we're going to 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 get those moments and it's going to be so much better than what we saw slash didn't see um, during that episode. But uh, just, I have to talk about the Brienne thing just for a second and just kind of pick this apart and I'm so glad that you hated it and it sounds like most people didn't like it but what I specifically did not like about that whole moment because I was talking to some people that were like, I can't put my finger on why I didn't like it and and here's what it was to me is Brienne and Jamie's relationship has always been negative. It's always been him Goading her on Or making fun of her Or doing something Like this is Even when he came to um, To say that He he was going to battle During the Battle of Winterfell She was like Why are you being nice to me This is the first time You've ever been nice to me In my life So that fucking moment Where like First of all They're drinking Second of all Brian's just like I'm a virgin and then suddenly Jamie's like oh you're a virgin does he feel bad for her like yeah. why does he go after her does he j- like what the fuck is that about and then he shows up in Brian's room and it just like to me it kind of spoke to all of those things that uh, people tell their kids that we're not supposed to tell our kids anymore it's like when you're in the playground and a guy picks on you oh he just likes you oh, that oh he's just always oh, making fun of you oh it's because he likes you and and fuck that Butter, fuck rock. that and so so Brienne being this strong female character throughout the entire thing, doing shit for herself, like doesn't care, wants to be a knight. And and now it kind of takes away from that moment where Jamie knights her, too. Totally. Absolutely. like yeah. Because it's like progressing her character because like, what the fuck? Anyway. Yeah.
1: And to then, turn into like a love object. Yeah. Kind and, of.
3: And then like even before they fucking do it and he and he says something to Brienne again and he's like, oh, drink again. Like, it's like, wh- yeah. so are you trying to get more drunk? Oh, my to, like, God. This is totally Brienne yeah. Or like, why are you like, are you getting liquid? Cur- like, what's this is this?
0: twice as icky now? It
3: was so gross to me. I hated it. And then, yeah. And then that scene of her in like the like fucking bathrobe, coat. Yeah. <laughs> <house laughs> coat crying no about goodness. like, who is this Brienne that, yeah, that we're no, seeing? That is
0: the last thing I would have expected like, from her. It, it was, was very just so surprised.
3: disappointing. And yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It was gross.
0: It was bad for both their character arcs as
1: well. It's like, Jamie, you know, this is supposed to be his redemptive arc. We're supposed to be, like, stoked for who he's become. And you know who a good guy Jamie is? Is, like, someone who kind of, you know, maybe tells Tormund to fuck off. Maybe, like, kind of sticks up for Bran when she's like, yeah, that's right. I'm a virgin because none of you guys are worth fucking or something. And then goes on being badass or gay, maybe, right? Like, why couldn't Bran be anything but like. Pining after Jamie, oh, he's so great. And I just want to do sex with him, and come on now, stay with me forever. Like, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, it's a really rare relationship on screen that these two have, right?
2: Throughout this entire mm-hmm. series. And I thought it was great, but this cheapens it.
3: Yeah, yes. that's exactly is, the word I had in is my head. This cheapens it. This tweet, yeah. I've been trying to find it this whole time that mm. I saw about this. It's from, uh, I can't read her username. It just says, <laughs> My girl Brianna outside in a house coat. I hate Dick. That's what Dick does. It has you outside in the cold ass north in a house coat asking a one handed dude where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Valid. <laughs> wow. And, so maybe yay, that rings true. It's Rey.
3: Yeah. Yay, it's yeah. Ray. But
1: it is. you know, as as um, as as much as a disservice there was to Brienne too, I think it also was crummy for Jamie. Yeah, like,
3: and uh, I think he's going to redeem himself. Like, I don't think that he's running off to save Cersei. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think he just needs to be there. But it sure you know? wasn't
0: made clear. Like, it sure it really put it either way.
3: Well, he did that thing where he's like, "Oh no, you you don't cry for me because I'm actually evil and when and I'm, uh, I'm just an evil person." Person, but like you can say that when he's saying it, he doesn't really believe it. He's just trying to, you know. It's like the old Yeller thing, like "Go, boy!" Like mm. I oh. don't need you. It's classic <laughs>
1: like, douchebag ghosting on a chick that yeah. you did sex to two times and don't want to anymore,
3: yeah. no, or no,
1: or, or have to or feel like you have to go down and hopefully kill his sister. Like, that's hopefully what I he's think, going yeah, to do. I
3: think he's going to... I still think he's going to have that redemption arc. Oh, What do you guys think? We had uh, uh, one of the people in our podcast group, Rob, was saying that he didn't like that reunion uh, with Tyrion and Bronn and um, Jamie.
2: It seemed a little forced, a little rushed, just mm. like everything else in the series. <laughs> but, uh,
1: I mean, it makes sense exactly that that's what Bronn would try and do, is like... Um, I thought they were going to be he was going to be a bit more chummy to them. I was
0: uh, like That's surprised i he was, so too.
1: like legitimately threatening them, and up to a point, like you could have legit threatened them to be like listen i 'm serious, you fuckos, but then have a drink with me, have a drink afterwards yep, right absolutely. that would have been really a nice moment, but it 's like oh, I guess they 're not friends, I guess mm-hmm. we didn 't see them build a friendship over it. that seasons. really surprised me. I guess braun is a, totally a dick, yeah still kind of hope he gets Highgarden, but still. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, fuck, man, I don't know. Doesn't Braun even fight for Tyrion at one point? So all yes, he, he ever does is fight for yeah, yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah. Like in that battle to the death. Yeah, you know, he's the champion
3: when they're up in the um, Yeah, The that floaty,
2: yeah.
1: The area, yeah.
2: The area,
3: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a so- lot of like,
1: I am so disappointed that these two fucking guys don't know these characters better mm-hmm. to give them satisfying conclusions. Like, it's one thing to not have source material to adapt,
0: but don't you know your characters better than this Especially by now? Especially after all this time.
2: Yeah, and this goes to the source material, and I hate to bring Endgame back into this because that was such a satisfying <laughs> <hate> co- <laughs> do you hate it? Do you hate satisfying it? <laughs> collusion? Uh, you know, conclusion to all these characters, and yeah. then here we're expecting the same thing. In Westeros, and it's just not happening.
1: I'm trying to keep positive, though. Yep. Two more episodes. The next one's supposed to be the greatest battle since the last fucking one. And so, <laughs> you know...
3: Yeah, uh, I keep enough hope. I think... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not downtrodden. I think it's, it's going to be fine. You know, I don't love some of the decisions they made. Oh, but,
1: Sunday. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. Of course. Do you know what I do like just about this Just give up
3: now. You're like, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. okay, fuck these last two episodes.
1: Um, I am glad, though. Game of Thrones really did have... Um, the potential to overtake uh, Lord of the Rings is my favorite like medieval sci-fi fantasy thing and Ooh. now there's no fucking way oh. Oh. no fucking way <laughs> I didn't say it when I was all hung over last week and maybe I did in the next thing that I sent that didn't come in time um, but um you know, just the the fulfillment of the end, like just to 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 like compare those two things: the ring falling in the volcano and Sauron like being destroyed mm-hmm. versus the stabbing of the Night King. Like, mm-hmm. one is earned and got to, and is like I, I get it. It's like satisfying. Yes, but like it's also like okay, you saw this was gonna come. Of course, the good guys are gonna win. But also, they earned that victory mm-hmm. through those that entire trilogy, and it was a hard fought victory. Samwise
2: earned that victory. Mm Totally right.
1: Whereas this thing like doesn't feel like that. It's the same kind of like you kill the one guy and they all die. But it doesn't feel earned, doesn't feel like led
0: up to Ah man. So Lord of the Rings still number one, (laughs) the best. Uh, we're gonna stay on the small screen for a bit. I uh, want to talk about the first full tre- teaser released for uh, the new upcoming HBO series for Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Watchmen was again was a DC comic series, uh, twelve episodes. Uh, basically, if you count twelve minutes up to midnight, that's sort of how how it went. Uh, a, a, a formative years thing for me. Watchmen. I mean, weirdly, oh, yeah? it's what got me into Happy Faces. But I <laughs> really? uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Didn't know that <laughs> the the first comic opens up on a Happy Face with a blood splotch on it because the guy who was wearing it named the comedian was just thrown out of a, out of a high rise and dies on the pavement. Uh, are you out of here Art? Oh, love you, Art. Bye. All right, guys. Listen Watchmen. To between, what listen, do you have to do? Listen to Between the Stammers. News?
1: Oh, he's going to the law court. Oh. oh. Have fun. Someone's getting sentenced to
0: that. <laughs> so, the, com- the comic, 12-episode 12, 12 comic, I, I still have them. I pull them out every now and then. Then I bought the trade paperback, and I just read that and not worry about the, the pristine condition of the comics. You've got the originals? I have the original comics. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, bought, I bought those, and then uh, I, I I missed out on the cool hardcover trade paperback. Anyways, that was a long story. Um, so... Yeah, hugely influential series on me. I love uh, so much about that. And this, this new HBO series, how they think of the comics is as the Old Testament. And then we're moving on to the New Testament. So we are set within the world. And the world was basically the 80s when superheroes were a thing. But then the law clamps down on superheroes. And superheroes continue to do their thing, mm-hmm. but are vigilantes. So we don't really know much about this new series. Except for what we 've seen in these little trailers, and I mean to me, it looks like there 's a cult of Rorschach, yeah. you know yeah. um, and a lot of the a really cool look of the most uncomfortable what are those morph suits, people wearing yellow morph suits in police police outfits and whatnot i, I don 't know what the heck 's going to go on in this series, but i 'm intrigued.
3: Yeah, it looks good. Like I love the Watchmen. I love the the movie, which is weird because that's uh, what's his nuts Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder that um, ended up making a lot of shit movies. Yeah,
0: that was an <laughs> interesting movie. Yeah, but it was it
3: was really good, and it was one of I think we've talked about this on the pod before. Like I feel like it was one of those uh, movies that first did the soundtrack so well, like that, um, yes. like the the um, along the watchtower at the end, like oh, when they're yeah. um, going to go get Ozymandias, and like at the Bob beginning, Dylan Bob the Dylan, Dylan yeah. like it, it's so well done and that shot like that that long like panning shot at the beginning mm-hmm. um it's, it's such a great film um so i'm excited for the series i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it like hbo doesn't usually do wrong
1: yeah that's but- Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, additionally, I like the movie. I love the movie for a lot of reasons. I love how faithful it is an adaptation of the comics, except for when it except deviates and it deviates. I think for a good reason it does make narrative sense to me, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it just fine. Um, but but as a, as you this big of a fan, what are your thoughts on the movie?
0: So I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie was very, like like bright and stylized and very comic like yeah. as a movie if you didn't know the source material you might find it a bit to be a bit much it's really funny what you said about the music because the music that is taken directly from the comics. Like as the as the comics progress, these quotes are given in the comics, including the 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 the, the like the song lyrics for you know two riders were approaching right. as the two guys are going up to Ozymandias' uh, lair, and so that is taken directly. That wasn't a Zack Snyder thing particularly. Wow, I did enjoy the movie. Um, uh, you know, I own it on DVD. It wasn't necessarily all my hopes and dreams, and I was a little butthurt about the, the about the ending. But it you was know, a change. It was a change for the times, though. It, w- it would have you know, made sense,
3: though. It, like I feel like if they'd done that whole movie, and at the end they were like an alien space invasion, like they, they, people would have been like, "Where did this come from?" A fake
0: alien space invasion. I know, and but one been, that it would have been
3: hard to have that in yeah. because they do it throughout the the newspaper headlines and the Absolutely. comics and everything like that in the graphic novel, but in the in the movie it would it would have been too hard. It's like, one of I these totally things that is tough it. to
0: translate yeah. the details. It and is if tough to sort of
3: fallout, like, maybe right. like for the time makes more sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, well, it was a nuclear fallout. It was like they blamed
1: Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. It was that like Doctor Manhattan was attacking, yeah, all these major cities um, versus the alien space invasion, which yeah, again, it's like yeah. it's very subtle when you're reading the comics. It's
3: very '80s, though, too, the oh, Alien huge. Space yeah. Invasion, yeah. because I feel like Alan Moore. It's weird, though, because of the way that Alan Moore writes, he think he would have gone for Nuclear Winter, because it was, you know, '70s '80s. We're talking about Cold War times here, yeah. so it is kind of weird that he went with Alien Space Invasion and not Nuclear Winter, but nu-cle- nu- nuclear. nuclear,
1: nuclear, okay. Yeah, thank you. So the the real ending of Watchmen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that is uh, faithful in the movie as well, is what has got me a little bit uh, bothered about the fact that they're doing lo- now like a sequel series. I really love that that is a, you know, it's like a miniseries, it's a comic run. It's like a start to finish story. Yeah. It really is. It's got everyone's kind of, you know, it's like in flashback, everyone's origin, where everyone comes from, what they're doing now, tells this exciting story, climax, ending. And then a very cool... Um, what do you call it? A uh, An ending that's up to your own imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, sure. what's, what's that word? I I, not a denouement. Um, no, like a... Um, a open-ended. Kind, open-ended, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. The, so the very ending is that we don't know if this newspaper has found R- Rorschach's journal. Right, of
0: course, yeah. Right,
1: because everyone is, it's all world peace, but Rorschach is like integrity
0: and yeah. he doesn't want a piece that's, you know, built on a lie. a lie. Put it on the crank file and we don't know if it actually makes it to the newspaper to get out mm-hmm. to the public, right? Right, so, 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 uh, ambiguous.
1: It's an ambiguous ending. So... What I dislike about a t- TV series where it seems that there is a cult of Rorschach and everything is, it answers that question. But maybe you're they're like, right. the, but maybe, right? but yes. maybe it
3: doesn't though. Like maybe they're the Rorschachs that are out there with the end is nigh, like being like, yes, we believe in this. That this is a fake piece, and everyone else is like, no, it's not fake. You're oh, fucking crazy. But one crazy. way or
1: another, we get the answer to was this, was this piece? Because that's all your imagination, right? Yep. When it's left ambiguous, you're like, maybe it just is left in the crank file and no one ever reads it, and mm-hmm. that piece continues or and that's the point that's a point of an ambiguous ending or maybe it gets published and then what happens is there a fight are there people trying to like you know uh, say that it's phony and stick up for this uh, lot
0: li- bit lie or piece built on a lie is it, it there- on the last page and just the crazies who read the paper and then it starts with a couple crazies and that's, grows like a cult that's right
1: maybe so that's all left to our imagination yeah and now HBO is going to show you. It's going to be like, shush, imagination. <laughs> we'll tell you what happened. <laughs> we'll tell you how to think. And that that bothers me about when, may, enough, yeah. when they just go back to a well like that. I also, I don't know, Bud, did you read the like prequel comic series that came
0: out? No, I hear they're packaging those into trades. Like I missed them when, when they came out, so I, there's sort of no hope in heck for me to get them, but I hear they're packaging them as, as trade paper, paperbacks. So, uh, what is it called? Not the Doomsday Clock. Something like that. Yeah, um, yeah so they, they're another series that had come out. Very interested in that. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. But no, I haven't read anything beyond the the source. So likewise, I love the source. I love the miniseries. I love
1: Watchmen. I love the movie. But uh, I hate our insatiable greed for more content. Go back to a thing that worked and then just drag it out. Let's see what happened before that. Let's see what happens after that. Oh, shit. Because guess what? We had a really nice story and now you're ruining it by trying to you know, milk it to death. It
3: is a weird pull for HBO, though, to do this Watchmen show. Like, I don't know... Where it came from, like when they decided to do this. Yeah, it's weird. This is the handmaid's tale. Like, where did like, yeah. Great, but like, who was like, you know what, we should adapt?
0: Honestly, that's a good point. The handmaid's tale makes a good point because it's just like, The Watchmen doesn't seem like mainstream enough or like big enough to be like picked up by an hbo thing but then again yeah you're right the handmaid's tale maybe another good example of that
3: yeah so speaking of being mainstream enough to be picked up something that i'm really excited about that we haven't even talked about yet is uh the witcher series on netflix which i didn't hear about until just today uh so the witcher is a video game uh put out by cd project red um it's like It is, like, touted as the best video game ever in history, like, 10 out of 10 scores on -hmm. on any video game site. Uh, What it is, it's like a medieval fantasy world, Um, and we have Geralt of Rivia, and he is uh, a traveling-for-hire monster hunter, which is known as a witcher. And so, like, a witcher is, like, a genetically modified person, so they're, like, stronger and they can, you know, they don't get poisoned and stuff like that. But because they're genetically modified, humans are afraid of them. They fucking hate witchers. Uh uh, Even though the Witchers are like cell swords, and they're like, oh fuck, there's a werewolf. We need a Witcher to come fucking get rid of this. Save werewolf. us, yeah. 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 Uh, so it's really great. the The video games I did not play one and two. I played The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, which is The, the Witcher
0: Three was apparently like the best one. It is like, I've, phenomenal. Yeah. This
3: game. Um, it's uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I, you don't have to play the first two to play the third one, but it is an open world game. And the thing about this game. Is that it has such a great story? Um, you can make decisions like there's decision trees in it because I I like uh, games like that. It's like an action role-playing game. Um, yeah, the game is phenomenal and the story fits so well into an open-world concept. Which, if you played any of the, um, now I'm gonna forget the name because I always do this. The, um, ah, fuck.
0: You're talking about the project like the. Heavy no, what's rain the one? No, 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 no.
3: No, what's uh, the one that you were talking about with Notre Dame? the other week.
0: Oh, Assassin's Creed. Right. If you
3: play Assassin's Creed, they're big open world games and you could pick up side contracts and go murder people on the side, but you kind of like lose the story in those right, games. Yeah, it's like, okay, wait, wait, why am, linear, I, yeah. why am I killing this dude again in the story? I don't remember because I just spent like three hours murdering other people. The Witcher, like, it puts it together perfectly. It's a great game. Good recommendation. Anyway, um, they're making a, a Netflix series and Henry Car- Cavill. Cavill is playing Geralt of Ruvia. Cool, which is weird. Um, I don't know if but he's cool. the best. Yeah, I don't know if he's the best choice. Um, because <laughs> like, Geralt is like this kind of like grizzled old man with like wh- white hair. Um, it was rumored for a while that Mads Mil- Milkinson oh, yes. was going to play, and he would have been perfect. Um, uh, but no, Henry Cavill. Um, coming out on Netflix, I think this fall. They've just wrapped up all their filming, so that'll be interesting to see. If you're a Witcher fan,
0: yeah, yeah it should cool. be interesting. Yeah. And
3: fantasy, and even if you're not like fantasy, medieval fantasy action um not super happy that it's on Netflix cuz of their track record of canceling everything yeah.
1: but when is this a series set
3: uh it is medieval times oh wow medieval times
1: medieval o'clock
3: yeah there's like dragons and stuff yeah cool yeah. okay sweet
1: yeah. um let me say that i am sad uh, last week that I wasn't here to uh, scream along all with you with uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh boy. Um, that was scream-worthy. I, I enjoyed it very much and was doing quite a chuckle on the Sky Train listening to it. Um, <laughs> but, oh god. Let me say this. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the design of Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> which I get is the biggest point of contention, to me, is almost uh, equal to the fact that it looks like a very shitty movie that I'll never want (laughs) to (laughs) watch okay it looks so lame you know James Madsen in there and everything and like how in the hell did Jim Carrey who is Hicky and choosy these days. I think about his roles that yeah,
3: he takes. Yeah, I, I and, haven't seen him in anything like this for a while. Like we see him in like an Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind right. and all those like esoteric things. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen him in like a comedy, children's. Well, it's not a kind of fucking action adventure. Anyway,
1: But weird. Yeah, I thought Jim Carrey was more interested in being like a spiritual guru now online <laughs> than you know making silly voices in movies. Yeah. yeah. But so I don't know. Maybe they just told him like, look, it's Sonic the Hedgehog, one of the most famous uh, movies or uh, game, video games of all time. We're making a movie, and he's like, "Great, cool, I'll do it." But <laughs> those parts a like, good reason for people even to be saying like, "Oh, Jim Carrey's gonna have to carry this whole movie." I'm just like,
3: "No, it looks no, it, you're right." It doesn't like, look like aside is. from Sonic looking shit, the movie doesn't not look great either. Like, I, and I, and it has like one of my favorite comedians in it as Sonic. Who? Uh, I fucking, no, I didn't sound my book, really Sonic. okay because I didn't recognize his voice at all It's Ben Schwartz. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Ben Schwartz. It's Sonic. <laughs> and I love Ben Schwartz. Like he's so funny.
1: And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's um so great that they're gonna. <laughs> well, okay. Here's a little bit of a you know, it's like a debate for your mind. Is it great that they listen to the internet? That an artistic endeavor is listening to the people and the masses being like, "You did it wrong," and then changing their artistic vision because I've heard that as a big negative and this is slippery slope times but I don't want to be a slippery slope man is it good or bad that they did that on one hand it's like good to listen to your audience on the other hand too I also agree that this is not really an artistic vision of anything it's just them trying to
0: put a movie out for money I think it's good
3: because it was so fucking bad I don't know who said that that was okay
0: I don't think it's it's changing the artistic vision so much as (laughs) it's just changing the skinning of the thing I, I think that if people are going to see it because of these changes. If they will accept Sonic more looking like a hedgehog than a person in a bad Walmart costume, (laughs) if if that's going to get bums in seats, then I think that is the correct decision because I don't don't see it as changing much about the movie except the look of the main Mm -hmm. character, which I know is huge and significant, but honestly... When are trailers not audience alpha tests? You know what I mean. Like, yeah, right. I think they they knew that they would be getting some feedback. I'm sure they didn't think they'd be getting this much. But I think if you can be reactive and it and it isn't changing like your story, you know, if we had this kind of backlash over the Last Jedi before the movie came out, not going to happen. No, right. but. If That's it's why if we crowd funded. Exactly. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I think. I think it's a good thing myself.
3: I, I, the only thing I'm afraid about is the art department because mm. the the you know like that hashtag gotta fix fast like that <laughs> that is a fucking art department that is now getting like a whip down on them like the internet fucking hated this you hacks you yeah. need to rebuild <laughs> it by November go yeah like,
0: yeah when computer rendering is one of the most time consuming like aspects. This poor
3: art department. Like I I don't know if they've got like a con and that's it. They're paid, and like they didn't like it. And now they're all working overtime. And they can't oh. feed their families, and it's all because the internet was like, "fuck his eyes and his mouth and everything." <laughs> I, I don't know. I like I. I'm worried for the mental health of that art department. But uh, like, just push back the release of the movie. Yeah, yes. so never mean, like, so push it back th- into the garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly, that would have been my as like if I was the movie executive who made that call. I would have seen the reaction, and been like, No, oh, okay, then we're not going to release it yeah. then. You don't Netflix. want this. you want
3: this? Yeah. Yeah,
1: like I and I and I hope too it's like we're all assuming that what they're going to do is turn it into that rendering that we saw that fan made one yeah. where it looks like a really cool version of like the video game version of Sonic. Yeah, and may not be. I, I would love that for it to be that, but we. Have, what if it's not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if mm-hmm. it's like something a third thing that's also <laughs> shitty like that's gonna suck and then what, are they, what are we gonna do like Kristen's gonna be yelling fuck his eyes again and then what is the producer gonna do like then well we gotta it, put this fucking movie out then they
3: out. bump it back to October 1st and it's now a Halloween horror movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> well done well done really like the whole thing looks like trash and um <laughs> do you know they were making a Super Mario Brothers movie too right yeah yeah I
3: love the first one though did you hate it I Bob Costas uh, and fucking John Leguizamo? Yeah, I hated it because oh, I was a kid I and I was it. like, this isn't Super Mario. And the Goombas. No, oh, my God. And then on, who is it? Kirsten. Who is it that's um, fucking... um Dennis Hopper. Dennis oh, Hopper? God. You hated it? And the mushrooms? Oh my gosh. And those like super power boots that that lady puts on and like jumps and like, oh, It's she's just so too good. 80s, that oh, movie. Oh, I was fucking just love it. Nah. Princess Peach? Oh
0: my God. And they turned
3: on. Oh my God, it's amazing. I love that movie. It's a horrific. What is wrong with you? There was a
0: certain era... I and think then they when li- you couldn't do that kind of movie correctly and that was in that and era. It's,
3: and it's like one of those movies that ends with like oh we need your help like the <laughs> end like, and I was like oh my god there's going to be a sequel Super Mario Brothers 2 oh and then I remember because I was really young when it came out like I don't know like 8 um, I remember constantly asking my parents when Super Mario Brothers 2 Hilarious. was going to come out because I didn't understand how movies oh worked god. and I was like well, is it out? Is it coming? Are they making it? I want to know what happened to Yoshi
0: Oh you're a oh, god that's so
3: I love that great. movie.
1: anyway so there's a new one fuck that that's well no but uh, Miyamoto is like on board and and teaching them like what is the elements of this video game that you fucking idiots don't really understand <laughs> that we can make into a narrative <laughs> movie and that's kind of what I'm looking at the Sonic thing too it's like what about this game where he just runs and then he spins and then he collects rings and apparently the rings are like a Doctor Strange style portal I know that movie. I was like oh, what's yeah, like, even yeah. happening how do you extract a movie from this I remember watching Sonic cartoons as a kid and then being okay yeah. but same like I remember watching the Super Mario Brothers 3 cartoon
3: oh and remember the TV show and they always get yep. pizza yep yeah. sorry yes. yes no totally like wow.
1: there are cartoon level narrative things oh, you can so do that are good enough with this like these because in the video games the source material there's nothing there's yeah. no story it's the princess was captured yeah. over and over and over <laughs> now do jumps and right. go get
3: her okay so here's
1: like, a hammer yeah, yeah that's not a story Story. And for so them trying They're to poor. flesh that out into a movie.
3: they on the pipes. It made sense. And then go into the other world.
1: Okay. This is how, like, not fleshed out it is is that when. Charles Martinet took over as his voice they didn't even know what the character was so everyone was doing the um, Lou Albano impression hey, paisanos, ba, ba, ba. he's Italian he's got a mustache and he's a plumber because mustaches look good in pixels because we can't draw a mouth mm-hmm. So right so yeah. like that's why Mario's a fat Italian plumber because it looked good in pixels he was yeah, just yeah. a jumper
0: okay and it it was, was the, uh, his initial name was Jumpman
1: yes that's what he was called so right so it's like uh, I guess he's Italian I guess Italians are plumbers I guess he talks like this ba- right, and then it was Charles Martinet on a whim that made him go like it's a me and it made him more like like funny high pitched Italian
0: last edition of the day did it on a whim right got the part and they were like, for decades
1: oh I guess that's different and cute so that will be the character now
0: right <laughs> incredible
1: so I just like you don't there's uh, so that's why video game movies are trash should
3: we wrap it up is I think a lot I think this is wrap sure I can yeah. talk about the Mario Brothers movie I,
0: apparently I you do. could this is interesting we'll maybe do this afterwards <laughs> It's fascinating that you enjoy it. <laughs> Geekout at thezone.fm is one way you can get a hold of us by email. Mary got a hold of us with the subject line, love the pod, two exclamation points. And she writes, you guys are awesome. So here's some thoughts. Aww. Avengers. Tony said to his daughter, I love you a ton. A ton equals 1,000 pounds. She replies, I love you 3,000, which is three tons or three times as much Cute. as a ton. I agree with Kirsten. The gratuitous woman scene was ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah. I thought that when Peggy uh, said Cap saved her husband, I meant that to mean she was talking about the, how the young 2019 Cap saved himself to go back to her uh, with her in the quantum suit. Not a bad so point.
3: The Russo brothers apparently have said no to last week. Oh, mm. man.
0: Sorry, Mary. Um, I would pay for a movie to return the stones, and I agree. That would be, that'd be a neat sort of thing unto itself. That would. Captain Marvel uh, was underused. Uh, yeah, huh. and I miss Loki, and it would have been great for him to be in the final too. battle. I miss Loki, too. my
3: favorite ever, and I don't like bad guys. Yeah. I'm he's a great bad guy. My like my husband's dark side Sith. Like, is so enthralled with all of that, and I'm so light side. Don't like bad guys ever, but fucking love Loki. But he's not a bad guy. He's mischievous. We talked about this last week.
0: I <laughs> have been falling for 30 minutes. That's my favorite. Lo- okay, anyways. Uh, she also has some, <laughs> some thoughts on Game of Thrones. The cinematographer accuses watchers that our TVs were set wrong, and that's why it was so dark and we couldn't couldn't see it kind of victim blamey to me yes. good point yep the follow up from John leaving Sam during the battle and John's reconciliation of him not killing the Night King will be awesome to see if they get that included for the next episode nope And <laughs> anyway love your pod and look forward to it each week thanks Mary, thanks, That's Mary. very, nice, very Mary. kind um, you can also get a hold of us on our Facebook page and our Facebook group like the page join the group rate review subscribe
3: there's some good memes going on in there. Thanks for everyone like posting your memes and your thoughts and things like that. That's yeah. one of
0: the great things about the group, as opposed to the pages. Like everybody contributes, everybody puts in their things, and then yeah, we get to see the the relevant memes. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Let's have a friendly hello from another member of the Zones Podcast family. Better remember to put that in.
3: Hi, I'm Jenny West, and I'm
0: Paul Pasino. We host. Sorry again.
1: Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. This is the pod.
3: That's our podcast. Thank you. Please <laughs> listen to it.
1: <laughs> it's called PJ Party Podcast. It comes out every week. And guess what? It's mostly a fun audio recap of The Afternoon Zone,
3: where we mainly talk about Vancouver Island stuff,
1: millennial thing or do's, cats, ghosts. Plus, it's all the stuff we can't say on the radio
3: like stuff about sex, and
1: swears,
3: and mean ghosts.
1: PJ Party
0: Podcast from thezone.fm slash podcast or wherever you get a podcast kirsten james where can we find you on the internet i'm on the internet i don't know right the internet art aronson was it art dot he says it every weekend i can't even remember but uh, anyways he, on he's on the internet the stammers, too and between and the stammers where we
3: found this fine podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the same thank you <laughs> okay kirsten do, do the Ryan thing i'm dj Boitano on twitter and instagram and you know, I no, Boytano913 on Twitter and Instagram and and DJ Boytano on Facebook. Maybe I'll just do it.
3: <laughs> did, I heard you say, do the Ryan thing.
0: No, the Brian thing. Like, be, oh, be, be fuck, the Brian extract.
3: I can't hear you. Okay, sorry, but sorry. You did it. Yeah, Brian. Yay, Yay okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm
0: Webmeister, but on all socials. This thing is falling apart really fast. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the Geek Out Podcast. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> the Geek
2: Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are
3: pretty stupid.
2: I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit the zone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.